Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., You're listening to the D.C. Public Library, recorded remotely for Full Service Radio in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Olubumi Bakari. I'm joined today by my colleagues, Will Reed and Casey Danielson. This episode is a part of the All Things Creative series, where we showcase D.C. creatives and makers and all things art in D.C. Uh, As you all know, we're all in quarantine right now. So we are recording remotely from our homes. Everybody can have on pajamas and slippers. I can look like James Brown's mugshot. Nobody knows what each other looks like. Um, <laughs> so how is everybody? Quarantine. Yeah, this, this is a little concerning. Now I'm wondering what you guys look like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm doing you know, well. This is well. doing well. Casey, how are you? Quarantine, yeah, baby. It's a little strange not being able to see everybody because, you know, we all have a vibe when we're together. Um, Yeah, but if you close your eyes, you can sort of picture it. Okay, so how is everybody doing and what have you been doing as a result of the closure of the D.C. government, federal government? What What have you been doing creatively as a result? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can okay. hear you. Um, so I thought this was going to be a time when I would just crank out tons and tons of creative projects that I've been working on, that I have in the pipeline, that I have notebooks full of stuff. And as soon as it started, um, the door just kind of slammed shut. And I was like, uh, no ideas nothing to say, all that, for about two weeks. And then I feel like after that two weeks happened, like my brain needed a, a, a chance to shut down and restart. And then I started to get these ideas percolating. And um, and I think, Will, you, you mentioned that you had kind of a similar situation. Yeah, I really identify with what you're saying for sure. It was like dormant. It's like it's like hibernation for a couple of weeks, and I don't know what it was, but then all of a sudden I was interested again and started watching stuff that I hadn't watched in a long time. Mm. Foreign films, of course. Will and I both always go back to the original Twilight Zone series, absolutely, because as you watch it, it's so simple and it's so story based. But there's something about it every single time you watch it and you're like, oh, storytelling. I remember that. And it just kind of gets like the juices flowing again. I don't know. Um, do, do you feel you feel that at all? I really feel the same way you do about, you know, this first couple of weeks. I, I really needed to decompress. You know, we we work a lot and. I really was in need of a vacation. So I found myself Mm -hmm. shutting down. And then, like you said, like rebooting, processing what's going on and, and really just taking advantage of the fact that not only was I, you know, most people weren't working with the exception of course of, you know, the many essential workers out there. So I didn't feel guilty about taking a break, but now I'm, painting and and like you're saying like the creative juices are flowing and and i've been looking at a lot of the uh old classics like you're talking about and now i'm starting to think about stories uh storytelling um i don't know where that's going to go yet it sounds like you're a little further along in terms of thinking about story than i am well actually booming was so I guess it was maybe like four days into the quarantine, like when you started actually paying attention to the stay at home thing Mm -hmm. and Boomi texted me and said um, something, you know, to something encouraging, like um, now is the time to go out and capture 
the lack of people in the street and document mm-hmm. what's going on and what's not going on. And um, part of me yeah. thought, oh, that's a good idea. Capture the silence, capture the, the inactivity. But also I felt and still feel like we have to wait till this is over to really start processing what, you know, like the create the creative stuff that's going to come out of this, in my opinion, is going to be retrospective. I don't think there's going to be a lot of interesting documentaries. There'll be some interesting documentaries about the strange social things that happened during the lockdown. Yeah. Cause that's going to be interesting. That's just like a twilight zone episode. It's exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. You're stuck in the spaceship with four people, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But, um, as far as like going out and capturing the silence, I mean, I've done that in the woods and I've done that in places that really have a nice silence to them. But, um, I think it's well, going to be after a- the, you think? Say it again. I, I think that at least for me, I think it's going to be after the fact. It'll be once everything's over, and I'm looking back. And I actually had a question for you guys later regarding that. But um, what, what were you going to say, Boomy? Well, no, I was just going to say that I had a. I'm I'm like Will. I think I needed to decompress. Um, so when initially when everything shut down. You know, I I really hadn't had time to process my grandmother's passing. Right. So I really needed that time. It was just like work. It, we only had about three days of bereavement. Um, yeah. And that was definitely yeah. not enough time for me. Um, and so that was one of the things that I needed to be able to grieve. And then also her birthday um, was March 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Me, Johnny Walker, um, <laughs> went to go visit her. Her and my grandfather are buried together. So we went to visit her at the graveyard. I did not drink, uh, but that was my grandfather's favorite drink. I think it was one of his favorite drinks. Wow. Um, and so I had a chance to, like, you know, just talk and just, like, grieve. And um, but then also I watched Goodfellas and... Um, the Irishman. Surprisingly, mm. my mother was like, Oh, I love the Irishman. It was so good. I'm going to watch it again. I was like, huh? You know? So I was like, let me watch it now. Granted, I, I had seen Goodfellas before. Um, the Irishman I hadn't seen. Um, and I watched it. It was a good film, but I was just like, I watched Goodfellas one night. And then this, I was like, that's too much murder for me. Um, and I haven't watched television since to be to uh, my occasional YouTube shows that I watch. Um, but I really have not been watching television. I've really been getting in books and, um, I'm still in school and, um, my professor was on it. He was like, okay, so we're going to be going online, finish our spring break. I'll see you on this date. And it was just like, that continued. Um, so for me, I've still like the time that I'm not doing schoolwork. Like, and the, and the reason why I suggested to you to capture all of this is because I've been seeing people walking around with cameras. Mm. Um, so I know that after this is all over, there's going to be so many different, um, perspectives on what's going on right now. So that's why I suggested to you that you capture that because I know you like going to like different places and stuff. So I thought that that would be a good idea. Yeah, and I I, th- I think that more than anything, I'd be interested in the the to hear what people have to say, the people on the metro and all that kind of stuff. And and ironically, you can't walk up to someone and start talking to them right now. So there's so so and 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 that was a question that I had for you guys. So you hey, I guess. Have you found this time to be more productive for you? I know you said that you watched movies, you went back to films, but in terms of what you guys have both been working on creatively, I know, Will, you're into painting. Um, And so now, so are you saying that this time has helped you to be more productive, um, being relaxed and and decompressing or no? It's it's kind of yes and no. So, on the one hand, I am finding that I'm painting and uh, 
you know, thinking about creative ideas more than I was when we were working 40 hours a week. Uh, but at the same time, I'm finding that I am utilizing the time that I have available to me in a much less productive way than I was when I had the structure of a regular job. So this is hard for me. And I expect it's probably something that's hard for a lot of our our listeners too, is how do you go about, uh, you know, as a, as an artist, as a creative person, how do you structure your day in a way that you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, you know, while still maintaining, you know, the flexibility to, to be, spontaneous in your creative decisions and pursuits. So, I mean, this is hard. Uh, so, I mean, it's like, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say it's, it's, it's a catch 22. It's, it's, it's ironic because artists are not structured. And um, a lot of times we abhor structure um, yeah. when it's imposed on us in for reasons that we don't like, but to be honest, I don't really feel motivated or created creative unless there's someone breathing down my neck. Um, And, you know, if someone says, look, you've got until two o'clock to finish this entire thing. And so you have half the time you need to finish this thing. What are you going to do? And usually that makes me work twice as fast and better. And then suddenly you're creative. Suddenly it's there. I mean, I remember when I was in art school, I would like not work on whatever painting or whatever I was supposed to have finished by X date until like two nights before it was due. Suddenly I had this sense of urgency, which was always coupled with, uh, you know, a creative energy. And, you know, I would just stay up for 48 hours and get it done. It would be really well good i I remember my mom was a composer and i remember she would do the same thing like she out of the blue would have like a composition that needed to be finished and she'd suddenly stay up and like not sleep so i don't know if that's an inherited thing for me or if all creative people yes that's how i am with schoolwork though like i try not to be you know and i thought it was just me but i i feel like when I write papers, I, I, I've gotten A's on papers where I've done it at the last minute. And I remember um, in undergrad, and I can't do it now, but I stayed up. I had like a 10-page paper due the next day. I did not start working on that paper until that night. I did not get an A. I got a B on that paper. But I just I just remember thinking, why do I do this? But it's just something about the pressure um, the structure, I think it's structure. Like, you know, you have to do it when you have all of this time. It's like, well, you know, you can relax, you know, you don't, you got time, you got time. And then it's like, okay, I need it done. And that's the structure that works for me to produce. I don't I try to get out of that though. I don't like the feeling afterwards, but. I think part of that is the nature of creativity. Um, the, the, the need for pressure and, you know, there's a reason that, you know, some composers would say, I'm going to go to Switzerland for two months to write my requiem, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go to this place and that's where I'm going to write my novel. It's like artists do this all the time where they say, first of all, I need a shift from the normal that I'm doing. So I'm going to go to the cabin in the woods and I'm going to give myself X amount of time. And that's all the time I'm going to get. Um, these are all ways to, I think, self-structure. And honestly, that, that creative method of waiting and creating pressure is not really a recipe for us to become leaders in the business field or project management. And, you know, like it doesn't really work that way in other businesses, but for, for the business of creativity, um, it really is an organic thing. It's existed for, you know, a million and a half years in our species when we didn't have hourly schedules and we didn't have the type of structure that we have now. And I think, um, you know, like the, I, I, I have felt 
unproductive. But when I looked at my list of things that I had sent my music partner in LA, um, you know, basic songs to work on, I had 17 since the thing started. And I thought, well, that can't be right. And I went back through and listened to them. And I was like, whoa, this really is 17 things. And they're all good enough to be songs. And that's great. Um, but but I don't feel like that happened. I think it's because if I have the entire day and I have my little studio rig set up all the time, anytime I have an idea, I can just go and throw one on. Um, and I think that's a different kind of creativity than you know the self-imposed uh, stress thing. But um, well, see, I think I think it's all perspective, though, because um, I know for me. I chose to look at what is going on in a different type of way. Um, some some people are looking um, at what's going on with this outbreak as if it's the end of the world, like everything is falling apart. And I thought, and well, and, and maybe it's just me, but I, I look at this time as a new beginning. It's a shift. It's a time to be creative, to to explore and be more creative if you haven't been already. Mm. So for me. Um, aside from my schoolwork, I've had time to, like I said, read, but also start doing things that I wanted to do. So one of the things that I'm working on now is urban gardening. Um, and so I'm working, I, I, I told, I've shared this with Casey, but I'm debating as to whether or not I want to upload because I want to film myself doing it. Um, and I'm starting from seeds. Um, and I've been inspired. Are you doing this? Yeah, it's it's going to be. I have um, the little seed starter um, pots, planters. Um, oh, cool. That is good. I, I'm starting from seeds. Um, there's a there's a young man, a gentleman out in Richmond, VA that I've been following. His name is Deron Chavis, and I've seen the work that he's doing in community gardens um, from you know where he's from. And then I've been looking up things on YouTube, and I've always wanted to garden. And also, I'm, I'm going to transition to being a vegan. So I said, well, let me try to start growing my own food. Mm. And so I'm looking into the possibility of creating, you know, maybe a YouTube channel that, um, doc, you know, documents this journey, um, transitioning to being a vegan and also um, urban gardening, you know, growing food in your apartment. Um, so this is this is and, and, and also like just gardening in general, I have a plant that, you know, was dying and I'm bringing it back to life. So I'm, I'm looking at this time. Uh, this has been wonderful for me because I, I needed the time I needed to process. And then now everything that I wanted to do um, creatively, I'm, I'm able to do now. Um, and I, and I've still been working on other projects as well. So Oh, this I, is I like the idea of homesteading, like what you're doing, learning these practical skills too. Because I I agree, like these can be creative pursuits as well. You know, your gardening it can be a creative process, or it can be part of a broader creative process in terms mm-hmm. of the the videos you're making. I think that's a a really cool idea, and it's a cool way to think about things that we're doing. I, I think I told you both. Uh, I learned to make deep dish vegan pizza um, mm-hmm. during this quarantine, and I actually made one last night, and it's really good. And it tasted, it tasted like uh, going to a Pizza Hut, except mm-hmm. it was vegan, and I did it myself for so much less. And and it's, I don't know. I think that's fun and exciting thing is learning these new skills. And um, kind of breaking the chi- the chains from corporate America, if you will. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to breaking breaking through that. I mean, it, it has to do with like breaking the through the system and saying I don't have to be part of that. But also, anytime we take on some creative thing like that, like uh, cooking or making sourdough bread, like a lot of people are doing stuff like that. Once you're finished with it and you're looking at it and you have that moment of, God damn, I just did that? Pride, right? Yeah. And it's the same feeling as when you finish a song and listen back to it and realize that it's good. You're like, how did I do that? I don't even remember doing this. 
Yeah. But you have the time to do it now, though. That That's the thing. No, it's like, true. It, a lot of people are taking this time to do that. But, um, you know, on the theme of creativity, uh, I don't really think, and this is a limitation of mine, I don't really think of, you know, gardening or cooking um, as the same type of creative work as sitting down to an easel and painting, but I'm wrong about that. And I realize that because when you're finished with that project, it feels the exact same as when you've just finished, you know, a really nice canvas. Yeah. Again, it goes back to perspective because I think everybody in whatever you do, you're being creative. You can, you can create documents, you know, when you write, writers are creative. Um, you know, people who fish are being creative. Casey, you fish, you know, there's a certain, there's an art to catching a fish. True. Um, There's an art to driving a car, you know, race car drivers are creative. You know, everybody is, is creative. It's just that, you know, there's this box of being an artist that, you know, has been designated to certain things, but we're, all of these things are, are creative, but I wanted to, you know, kind of ask you all, like, what do you think the lasting effects of what is going on during this quarantine will have on the creative community? Like, I know, for instance, um, like on Instagram, there have been like these awesome battles between artists, like, the I don't know if you guys know about it, but like the Babyface and Teddy Riley, um, you know, they were going against each other, battling each other, like, with their songs and then there have been like dance parties and I've seen a lot of people doing stuff online. There are a lot of people who are like singers who are having live concerts like Erica Badu and a few yeah. others who are finding ways to still keep their music going. Um, I think, while, part- uh, you know, under this quarantine, but then also real quick, yeah. um, I'm in a museum studies program. Shout out to Morgan state. And so one of the things that we're looking at is, you know, museums for there are uh, most museums are nonprofit institutions. So we're familiar. We're here in D.C. We have the Smithsonian Institution, which is federally funded. But there are a lot of museums that are not going to survive what is going on now. And so the question um, to the uh, curators and artists and other people in the museum world is, how are we, what are we going to do after this is over? How are we going to come back? So some of the larger institutions are going to survive, but some of these smaller rural um, museums are not going to survive this. Um, So the question is, what are some of the ways, like after this is all over, how, how can people come back? How can you, how can you rebound? Well, when you were talking about the battle, um, the battles between artists. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say that, you know, all the different, let's say that 20 really interesting, cool artists make, you know, a, a, an evening with such and such concert um, every night of the weekend. Um, okay. So that's three days. That's 60 concerts all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Once this thing is over, there's going to be so much content. Like I'm going to be thinking, I didn't know Quest Love was doing, um, you know, his own uh, DJ set three times a day, every day. Okay, that all adds up, and I think it's going to be we're 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 generating so much free content right now during this mm. that we don't even know what's going on until it's all over. Like there's stuff, there's no way we can watch everything that's going on. So I think partly the whole digital content thing is a museum in itself, just not a professionally curated one. Um, but it's a, it's a, at the very least, it's a gathering site for really good and really shitty content um, to be organized later, I think. Um, so I think that's part of it. But bouncing back is, I mean, I think you have to understand something about business to figure out how the numbers are going to work. Like, so see, take business out of it. I mean, well, no, no, keep business in. Let me let me say that keep business in because you do have to be creative in that aspect. But I'm saying, you know, and, and maybe this is just my perspective. As you know, artists 
um, in the context of, that we think of them as like painters and writers, musicians, so forth and so on, are creative people. And I would think that this is a clean slate, a new beginning. And the perfect time for people to create a new future. You know, I, I used to see people with these T-shirts on and say, create the future. This is the future. We're in the future right now. So going forward, there, is there anything, you know, flowing within you that you see you could put forward, you know, because everything is going to be wide open, basically. Well, you know, so nothing will, nothing is going to be the same. Nothing will be the same as it used to be. So nothing's going to be the same. Um, but so I'm heavily into the world of podcasts and I think podcasts are not just people sitting there talking. Um, a lot of times there's somebody who's like a specialist on something. And so it's just, it's always just interesting to listen to an expert talk about the thing that they're a master of. It's the same thing as, you know, the masterclass that I have a subscription to. And sometimes I just go on there and watch Martin Scorsese talk because just watching somebody who's a master, even if it's a master of something that I don't really understand or don't even think is that great, it's still amazing just to watch someone do that. And I think so good, good podcasts have some savant person on there usually that's just sort of a treasure in themselves. And I found one of those, one of our coworkers is an obsessed Game of Thrones person. Not the kind of person who has watched it all and can talk to you about their favorite characters and stuff, but also she compares it to classical literature and she digs into the Old Testament and says, look at this. Um, and I, I don't want to say her name, but we have a podcast that we've been recording We've done three episodes. Is it online yet? Can you plug that? Um, so it's like w once we have four episodes in the can, we decided that once we have four in the can, then we're going to put it up. Okay. Um, so we have three. And w the next one we're going to do, I like to do them in person just so that we can have a real conversation. But And and that's not that easy to do right now. But, um, you know, some something like that i think is is creative um so podcasting so you think podcasting will kind of be the new uh radio in a way in a or way because we're we're go all to for information information but also i mean we're watching one of the weirdest human dramas playing out in front of us and it's weirder and more interesting than any reality show and the fact that it's real, I think we're all, or a lot of us are kind of standing back and saying, well, this can't really be happening. Um, and anytime there's something like that, I think there's um, there's going to be interesting conversation about it because I disagree with a lot of what I see online. People are up in arms about, you know, like they're protesting, like hundreds and hundreds of people, maybe thousands are protesting against the lockdown that's supposed to be helping prevent the spread of a disease that's already killing, you know, 50,000 people. Um, so I cannot get myself in that headspace, but to go onto a, a right leaning podcast or, or video channel and kind of listen to what they're saying is that is endlessly interesting to me because I can go on, listen to Tucker Carlson or, you know, someone even further to the right, Ben Carson or these guys. Um, because to me, that's like going to a museum. I'm looking at them and listening to them talk and thinking, this is from another planet. But like, but how is that how is that moving, you know, the future forward? Will you could jump in anytime. Like I'm Oh no, no, no. Because no, I'm, I'm so fine. what is how is any of this contributing to the outcome of what's going to happen going forward? Because technically, I mean, we're really, if you think about it, you're not really on, it's not like you're locked down 24 seven. You can still go out and go to the grocery store. Yeah. People are dressing up at grocery stores like it's the club. But anyway, <laughs> you can still go out and get, you know, things. You can still order stuff online and go and pick up stuff. You can go exercise. Um, you can go to the park. Yeah, you can go. Yeah. And, um, and, and you can volunteer. 
you yeah, can and, still and, volunteer with organizations that are doing essential work. Right. Like so what? It's, it's, like Food Not Bombs, for example. We're, we're allowed to continue our work. Um, what do you, you know, guys do? I'm mostly doing Food Not Bombs stuff, but I also go out skateboarding and riding my bike some. Um, I mean, what is food, not bombs? What oh, kind of food, not bombs. I see. Yeah. So, so the essential service we're providing is, is food to homeless folks. So homeless people are also exempted from the stay at home order. Obviously that would be crazy if they weren't, um, absent the city providing, you know, actual housing. Um, um I gotta be careful where we go with this. I forget that we're here on live. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so, I mean, and that's another thing, you know, we're cooking food for people, um, you know, as we were talking about earlier, that can be a creative, fun act. Um, you know, you just have to be safe right now with everything that's going on. Um, so and then that's, that's a lasting effect though, because these people are already homeless. Um, and, and people are also losing their jobs. People are losing mm-hmm. homes. Um, there, are stores that are closing. Um, and so in response to all of these things that are going on, what do you foresee people, artists, um, because artists and, and Casey, we talked about this after like, let's say World War II, uh, uh, there was a, a host of um, writing and music that was produced even during that period. So mm-hmm. after we go through these episodes, Vietnam. Uh, during that period, there was a lot of music that was produced in yeah. response to what's going on. So with this that is going on, uh, the the COVID-19 outbreak, what do you foresee? Like, how is the artist community going to respond or how can Something we be creative? Local. Something local that I've been seeing. Um, there's a local label called This Could Go Boom which is uh, run by some of the women, uh, some of the folks from um, the O6, which is a really great local band. So This Could Go Boom is a local label that often hosts a lot of really great shows. They've actually collaborated with Food Not Bombs in the past. Um, but now with COVID-19, they've been really uh, working to have like online listening events uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of the artists that they work with. And that's been really cool to see the way in which they as sort of a local group have been um, continuing finding ways to uplift local artists in an online platform, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat because um, like obviously there's something really special about going to a bar in town and seeing a local show. But uh, as you build these online platforms, that's also a way to reach a broader audience around the world, really. Um, and I kind of wonder if, if you know, local initiatives like this, if they'll continue doing, you know, if, if this online presence will continue or if when this is over, we're going to go straight back to the bars or the clubs mm-hmm. or whatever. I think people are going to want to get out of the house <laughs> after everything. It's going to be like, oh. I need to get out. There's something to socializing with people. I think the online yeah. and the virtual platforms are great, but there's still technical difficulties that need to be worked out. Um, some things are just the sound. Is, there's nothing like hearing live music in person. Yeah, you can you can listen to it on a record, but when you're actually there, the the vibe is is completely different. Casey, yeah. you were going to say something. Well, the so the listening party thing I, I I found interesting because it's somewhere in between just completely passively putting on headphones and doing the dishes while you listen to a concert and taking the time and making the space in your house to actually listen to something while other people are listening to it in another part of the world. I don't know how, um, how technically, I don't know how, how, how far the technology has gotten so that things are synced up. And if people can react, you know, and see each other react, I don't know. I, I think that that has become a thing during this. Um, and I, I think it's, it, even if it's a little bit weird, I think it's um, that in itself is kind of a creative way to change the music experience so that it's, 
not quite as sterile as just listening to it on headphones by yourself. Um, because I think that acknowledges that it is kind of supposed to be a social art form um, and that you want to make space and stuff sort of kind of helps create the ritual. Um, so, I, so basically what you guys are saying is that as a result of what's going on, that digital, uh, the digital platform using it in particular for music is going to be something that is going to grow as a result of everything that's going on. I think we figured out, we figured out some new ways to create content and to reach out to people during this. Um, whether those things themselves will survive after things get go back to normal, maybe not, but I think they always kick open new doors. So like, I swear since maybe not since this started, but like within the last, let's say nine months, um, the 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 amount of products really good quality products that have come out for podcasting uh in music stores on online music stores has like quadrupled probably even more than that like new new versions of the zoom recorder that are specifically designed for a four-person podcast like every single platform has created those things so so you're saying podcasting is is going to blow up it's taking off yeah, I mean, it already will it will it will it continue after this is this is over? So, are you saying that podcasting will be like a new uh, venture for people podcasting and having like uh, online concerts? Yeah, are going to be like the not, new. It's not new, but like well, not new, but you know, this is the technology is now available for anybody to do it. Um, so what that does is just, just in the same exact way. So, so my music history started recording at age 17 on a four track cassette, um, cassette deck. And so you could record four tracks one at a time. And then when you mix them, you can, for the most part, you have a drum track bass, a, you know, one that's like multiple guitars and then your vocal track, um, then it switched to digital. So there was a few years of digital exists, but it's too complicated. You can't have a computer that runs Pro Tools um, unless you have some money. But then once it became available and people started learning how to actually do studio music recording, um, microphones that had been $4,000 you know, as an entry to really good vocal mics all of a sudden they figured out the technology and miniaturized things. And then you could get a sweet, sweet microphone for 500 bucks. And now it's down to 300 bucks. And that's, so I think. So, the, the way, so essentially, so. so that something. I, I think say, that, say it again. Like, I think that those changes themselves indicate that, you know, things that are moving in that way. What so what ended up happening is you get a lot of a lot more records, a lot more bad and mediocre records, and and a fair number more good records um, that came out, and that was like in the mid two thousands before like two thousand nine, and so now you're going to have a whole flood of really bad, boring, inane podcasts that go nowhere, but then you're also going to get some people who never would have had a platform otherwise. Yeah, some new great stuff. There's going to be a flood of terrible things, and in that mess is going to be some things that are really nice. Same with movies. Yeah. Okay, so quickly, because we're running out of time, I wanted to um, share with our listeners some things that you can do during this quarantine. And this, you know, if you're single, if you're in a family, if you're in a relationship, I just put together a list of things that um, or ways people can be creative um, during this period. Um, so number one is to breathe. Everybody is like stressed out right now, um, uh, worried. There's a lot of fear going on. So one of the things that I've been getting into is uh, Qigong. Uh, uh, and Qigong helps you to relax, you know, relax uh 
it gives you different movements to help you relax um, the body. And as a result, relax uh, different organs and so forth. So when you worry, when you fear, it creates stress in your body. And sometimes we don't know that our body is under stress. Um, So breathing, so practicing Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, and also uh, meditation. Um, This can help during this period. Visit a cemetery. I know, hey, that's a little weird, but it's a quiet place. I've seen people walking through when I drive by cemeteries. Um, And it's also a time for you to uh, commune with your ancestors if you choose to do that. Um, How many times have you said you want to go, you know, I'm not, I'm going to go check on auntie or grandma and, you know, go to the cemetery. You just bury your dead and leave them. You never go back. So this is a good time to do it. You have time. Uh, Visit a park. There are plenty of parks that are open. Uh, Practice social distancing, of course. Uh, Learn a new language. Uh, Check out our um, resource, Mango Language, on uh, our website. Uh, After you've learned a new language, uh, you can can go around the world. Even though you're at home, you can take a virtual museum tour. There are plenty of museums around the world um, now that are offering virtual tours of their museums. Yeah. So you, you don't have to leave your home to, to go to these museums. So this is a good time to start thinking about the future. I plan to go here. I want to go here. So take a tour while you're at home. After you've learned your language, after you've gone to this museum, learn to make the food of the place that you want to visit. Let's say you want to go to Italy. Look online for a recipe. Grab a cookbook. Learn to make some Italian foods, uh, uh, different Italian cuisines, and also get your your children involved. Teach them how to prepare foods. This is a good time for the whole entire family to be creative. Create a spa in your house. Again, we're talking about relaxing. Everybody is like stressed out. Make your bathroom a spa. You can get your entire family involved. You can have a couple spa, you know, um, And I personally, on my body, I use the products that are in my kitchen, I can use on my body. So you don't need to buy anything special. You can go to a grocery store, which is still open, or go to Target or whatever. Um, You can use salts, you know, put some Epsom salt in the bathtub or some Dead Sea salt um, and get some essential oils. Essential oils are good for your body. Let it soak it in and it can help you calm down and relax. So I recommend lavender. Um, eucalyptus, be careful with that peppermint, uh, in the bathtub because it can make you tingle, but definitely, um, use it on your feet. Um, if you want to do a foot spa, you can, um, put this, the salt, dead sea salt in the, um, in a little tub and put some apple cider vinegar in it. I heard that the apple cider vinegar gets the dead skin off. I haven't tried that yet. Um, but you know, be creative with it. Look into that, look it up. But um, and definitely get some plants in your spa. Um, also, check out Linda's uh, Linda.com. You can access that also from my webpage. Um, how many people have said they wanted to start a business? Now is the time to start a business. Um, they have business management classes as long as well as other classes online um, through Linda.com. Organize your clothes closet. How many people have said I want to get rid of this stuff or You can color code. You can start. uh, You can learn how to sew and create your own clothing. You know, for those who are interested in um, being fashion designers, now is the time. Um, Play board games. Get off of the computer. Take a break. Uh, Have a family game night. Have a family casino in your house. Um, You don't got to use real money. Use uh, find other ways to to you know border stuff with uh, your family. Uh, Watch the stars. Um, Venus was visible, uh, I think, two weeks ago in the sky. Get a, you know, order a telescope or not. Just, you know, look up at the stars. Um, There's nature, there's beauty all around us that we're not taking advantage of because we're constantly worrying. So look out your window. Um, You can start a virtual book club with your family and friends. You can check out ebooks um, from, again, from our website using the Overdrive or Libby, or you can order books uh, here in D.C. You can go to Mahogany Books, Sankofa, and then, you know, also your big chain uh, retailers. You have uh, Barnes & Noble. Um, and you can use whatever platform you want to use to discuss these books. You can start it with your friends. You can start it with your family. 
Um, learn how to garden like I'm doing. Um, start that garden in your apartment. You can still, Home Depot is still open. You can go and get your seeds, all the supplies and stuff that you need to start your in-house garden. Um, for those who are uh, filmmakers, musicians, organize your media, organize your photos, get your videos together, edit those videos that have been sitting in your drives that you said that you were going to edit a while ago and you have it done. Now is the time, you know, you now with all of this time to sit back and relax and the pressure off of you, you can go back and have fresh eyes when you look at um, some of the images that you shot. And last but not least, uh, do some family research. You know, call a, a relative, especially the elder relatives, and um, ask them stories about their about your family. Check out uh, the podcast that I did on African-American genealogy. But um, now is the time to do this family research. You can um, access our Ancestry um, database, again, <laughs> under our resources for DC Public Library to um, check out the census records. And then also, I believe the National Archives uh, has uh, a lot of resources now that are available. There are tons and tons of resources available that so many organizations are making available um, right now for free um, as a result or as a response to what's what's going on right now. Um, So that's just a quick list of things that you can do, that you can be creative in your household and with your family. Uh, Casey and Will, do you have anything else to add? Definitely. Um, so if, if you're looking for something as an entertainment, uh, for, for entertainment, but you don't want to turn on the TV and you want to do something audio, um, you know, the, the old classic radio dramas were really the original podcasts. Um, and some of them were really good. There was one called suspense and they do, they, you know, they did a lot of, so acting out, um, theatrically with a bunch of different characters, um, Ray Bradbury stories, um, Raymond Chandler stories and mystery type stuff. So suspense is one of those. Um, and you know, those are on YouTube for free. I mean, I, I was in the truck the other day. And I listened to three of my favorite Ray Bradbury short stories um, that had, unbeknownst to me, been completely produced and recorded in like 1951 on the radio with Agnes Moorhead and all these old actors. And it was awesome. And it was free. And it was somewhere between reading and vegging out. So I think there are a lot of people who maybe are sick of vegging out but don't want to sit next to the window and read, you know, a bunch of chapters in a book. And I know I shouldn't be saying this as a librarian person, but this is somewhere between reading and vegging out and watching something. I think it's worth a shot. Okay. And Will, do you have anything to add? Uh, Yeah, I have some other things to add for sure. Um, uh, You know, I kind of second what Casey is um, saying about the, the old radio shows, I think those are a really cool way to, um, I don't, I, they're, the writing on them is incredible. I think, especially if you're, if you're interested in movie making or you're interested in writing screenplays, I think a great place to start is by listening to the old radio dramas. Um, because the writing on them is really exceptional because they're, they're having to write, uh, for a different way of experiencing the story. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I think, I think that it sort of forces you to write in a really compelling way. And I think it's a good thing to view and model after, um, uh, even if your goal is ultimately to go into film. Um, so I, I would recommend that. Uh, I think if you're trying to find old broadcasts to listen to, uh, a great place is, um, uh, you know, even locally. Um, on Sunday nights, WAMU has um, something called, like, the Big Broadcast, I think. Oh, I used to listen to that with those the old TV shows like Dragnet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great place to to discover these things. And then, of course, as Casey mentioned, a lot of them are online anyway. Um, So, I mean, that's something I think. You're saying look to the past. Look to the past. And then I'm also looking at a lot of 
foreign um, television shows and just using the subtitles in English um, because there's a lot of really amazing shows that have come out in recent years overseas that we just haven't experienced. And this is a great moment to go and explore and see what is happening in other countries. Right. Most definitely. Um, So I'm going to wrap up now. So before we end this episode, I want to remind everyone to breathe, find things that can relax you, Tune uh, tune into media sparingly, but turn it off occasionally, you know, um, the 24, nature, the yeah, 24 hour sleep cycle is bad for your health. It is most so definitely get from somewhere else. Yeah. Get, get, get what you need to get for the day and then, then, then tune out. Um, I also want to thank Jack and Alexia of full service radio for their encouragement. You've given me personally and for the opportunity that you've given me and my colleagues and other DCPL staff to host on this network. Uh, the future is uncertain right now. Um, and you know, a lot of, uh, what we recorded in the hotel, Adams Morgan, a lot of the people who work, there have lost their jobs. So we definitely, um, you know, send our love and our encouragement out to the people right. who worked in this establishment. Um, and hopefully um, we'll be back up and running. I'm putting the intention out there that we'll be able to continue in September and the fall. Um, Cause I think this may be the last episode that um, we are recording for a while. I'm not sure. Um, this has been an episode of all things creative by DC public uh, library recorded remotely for full service radio in Adams Morgan, Washington, DC. Visit dclibrary.org forward slash library at home where you can learn about our current virtual programming and online resources. Find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DC Public Library or, or on Twitter at DCPL. Go to dcpl.simplecast.com to listen to this and previous episodes of DC Public Library on full service radio. Thank you, Casey and Will. Hang in there, people. Yes, I'm sending peace to everyone and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone.